Blog Talk Radio. Ray and Tay today. Yes, Sports Radio's on, talking sports with friends, and you know we got it on from the NFL to the NBA, MLB and college hoops do it all day, college football, we know who's number one, understand, on the phones, you know we get it done, so call in 718-664-9098 and we'll give you more. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. Did you get drafted last night? Uh, you're <laughs> listening to Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray Tall Rayside. And I'm Tay Eric Taylor, and yes, we are reviewing the 2016 NBA draft and then some. Give us a call, 718-664-9098. Like always, your emails, today at gmail.com. The show site, RayandTayToday.com, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, iTunes, YouTube. Had some good uh, episodes. You can check out the draft preview show, see how Ray and Tay did. Um, Ray, you know, it all got started with big Ben Simmons from LSU, the only number one pick ever since, you know, 1992, Shaquille O'Neal. And away the draft went. I got to ask you, because we knew one and two, how did you feel and were you surprised at the Celtics at number three taking Jalen Brown and only being able to move two of their eight picks and basically drafting six players to a full roster? Give me your thoughts. So it's a lot like the Celtic draft of 97 where they ended up getting Chauncey Billups when they thought that they would be able to get Tim Duncan. Uh, They've got – look, they had hopes of, especially when they make that trade with the the Brooklyn Nets, they had hopes of getting a star. And you know what? Jalen Brown, I feel like, didn't get enough respect. He's very good. Um, yeah. He's a not right now. He's a notch below Ingram and Simmons in terms of his upside potential. But you know what? He's solid. I would have. We both, I think, had him going with a shooter. So I had him going, or, or I think you might have had him going with Chris Dunn, the pure point guard. I had Buddy Hill. I had Buddy Hill. Buddy Hill. I okay, had Jamal know. Murray. Yeah, they have no uh, shooting on their roster. They have so. no shooting, and I think the shooting is so important in this NBA, not only to score but to stretch out the floor, spread it out, especially when they have a lot of these tweeners. So, you know what, Jalen Brown, it's hard. These kids are all freshmen. They're all 19 years old, so you never know what you're going to get with them. But well, you like I, them I taking grad classes already, right? I mean, at least they got a smart kid on and off the court. I like that. Yeah, and you know what, Danny Ainge, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's making something happen. He needs to land that superstar, uh, but until he does, Brad Stevens and the boys are winning games. You know, they're a competitive basketball team. So good for the Celtics. There was no star for them to have. Even Jamal Murray and Buddy Heald, I don't know if they'll be stars. They'll be role players, good shooters in the NBA. So, you know, take a chance on a Jalen Brown if you're the Celtics on, on going for the gusto. I mean, I, 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 can, right. I can live with that pick if I'm a Celtics fan. Look, we were texting back and forth. We were both – it was kind of, if we're being honest, a boring – draft we had some pre-draft trades we'll get to them draft night a bunch of mini deals but 
the big deal of the night, it was pretty major. When you are in the Western Conference Finals and you decide to say, I've got to do something to maybe spice up life and keep my potential free agent in Durant, and the Thunder and Sam Presti decide to move Serge Ibaka, who, you know, was taking more threes than than twos and, and his defense wasn't as great. They move him to Orlando, and they get back Domantes Sabonis, yes, Arvidas' son, who was picked number 11 to Orlando, Irsan Ilyasova, and Victor Oladipo, my guy from Indiana. I think the big winners of the night had to be, Ray, the Oklahoma City Thunder. And if Durant stays or goes, or if Westbrook stays or goes, I think, like you said, they've got some nice young pieces. And if everybody's there next season, their team is better than it was when they lost game seven to Golden State. How do you feel about that? Look, at the end of the day, Ibaka's changed his game, and he more value as an outside scorer. And to me, that's not what he came in the league as, and that's not really what I wanted him to do. Uh, so I don't have a problem moving him, especially given that they still have Cancer and Adams and Sabonis now. They have a huge Size advantage, one of the things that they did to San Antonio and to Golden State is they crushed them on the boards. And they're only going to get better with Sabonis. Uh, he's an outstanding rebounder. So they're all boards. They're going to lead the league in, in rebounds next year. Oh, no, definitely. I, I think that they, they've got themselves in a good place. And let's be honest, Victor Oladipo can get his own shot and is a hound dog as a perimeter defender. Maybe they don't re-sign Deion Waiters, we'll see, but I like that in terms of having Oladipo. That gives you ton of options, and, you know, somebody can get his own basket and can play some perimeter defense. I think one of the other stars of the night, and, and I have to uh, caution you because when we talked about the 96 draft or other drafts and, you know, we kind of ho-hum certain players, we might not have done that. We might have done it with um, – Clay Thompson or Draymond Green, you got to watch out because Buddy Hill, not saying he could be Steph Curry, but he could be great. Or, you know, Jamal Murray could be a versatile, you know, crazy scorer. But I got to ask you, how about what the Phoenix Suns did? Because we don't know if Bender is the next Kristaps Porzingis, the young kid from Croatia who's going to be a stretch four for them. He's only 220, but he's going to grow 17, the youngest guy, you know, basically in this draft. Then they make the trade with Sacramento, who we'll get to later, who I don't know what they're doing, to get Marquise Chris, another young athletic forward, 6'10", 235, and then they wind up with Tyler Ulis later on. And, Ray, I got to say, I was really impressed with Ryan McDonough and my boys out here in the desert. What are your thoughts about three key role, key basic players that are going to be in the rotation for them and part of their future? Well, I like it because they're adding talent, they're adding depth, they're adding youth, uh, some size. Uh, Tyler Eulis is small, but he's at least a pure point guard. My only issue with Phoenix 
is you still have an issue. You still have an answer to the question of your identity. Who are you? Right. Uh, you know, do you go up and down? Are you an outside team? Are you an inside out team? Are you the you know the poor man's who? Golden State. So I think they have a trade or two to do though. You got to move Bledsoe or Knight. One of them. You you have to you have to and the problem is Knight's a tweener and he's not a, he's a, not a you know and, and now uh, I mean the salary cap's going up but Bledsoe makes too much money so you, you signed him to a deal that's a little too rich but easier to absorb now that the salary cap go, goes down but I still think Phoenix like Boston I mean Boston's a better team but Phoenix needs that identity and that identity player. Do you think who has more value? Because now with the cap going up, Bledsoe's deal is not so bad. But who do you think they could get more, you know, back for, Bledsoe or Brandon Knight? They're sort of the same and they're sort of different. You know, I would have said Bledsoe, uh, but he seems to also get hurt. And right, right. if that's the Love case, then you're like, wait a minute, he's a small guy and he gets hurt all the time. <laughs> so then you might just go with with. Brandon Knight, you know there's not a huge upside. I mean, you pretty much know what he gives you, but he's a a combo guard. He can play both positions. He's not your classic point guard. He's not your classic scorer, but he's you know he's got some size to him. So I think Brandon Knight is probably at this point. I mean, Eric Bledsoe would have to have a good year this year and go back to his form of three years ago to get the one that got him that salary to to jump ahead of Brandon Knight. No, that's that's really a, a, a good point. Um, hey, listen, we got to talk about it because Minnesota, they were looking like they were trying to get Jimmy Butler, which could have been a coup. But getting Chris Dunn and having, you know, now the opportunity to move Rubio to some teams that still, you know, there's still plenty of teams that need a point guard in this league, right? When you patch up Rubio and Levine with Wiggins and – the big cat, our starting number one center going forward in the future of the league, Carl Anthony Towns, Payne, Muhammad, you know, all these guys, and Tom Thibodeau, who I think is going to be their other MVP on this team. I threw this out there on Twitter. Could you see the Minnesota Timberwolves, you know, maybe making the eighth seed in the Western Conference playoffs this year? Are, are, could they potentially be a playoff team, especially with the coach they have? I mean, they might not be eighth. They could be six or seven. No, you're right. I mean, this, you're right. I'm just team you know, is, the same playoffs. Know, playoffs. <laughs> and Chris Dunn plays defense when he wants to, right? Yes. He is long. He's tough. He's kind he's of He's a pure point guard. He doesn't guy. need 30. He's not like Westbrook. He don't need a bunch of shots. He likes to pass. Right. And the good thing is that he's got enough young talent on his team that they can go up and down. They can get some easy baskets. And Did you like his shoes and his suit? New London's finest, baby. Oh, my goodness. New London. And then what about Brandon Ingram with that suit, with the silver I actually black? hated his suit. I hated that suit. My, my son liked it, but he likes the Duke and the Lakers, so you can't trust him. But I did not, not like Ingram's suit at all. There was right? a lot of red. I didn't all. like it either. There was a lot of red going on, too. I think you yeah, were five, yeah. five or six guys with red suits. Zoot yeah, no, 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 definitely. But Minnesota, I mean, you know, this is uh, – look, Thibodeau is one of those guys, him, Popovich, you know, a couple of these coaches out there that, 
he's worth a certain amount of games because he instills a philosophy. And with those young team players, if you instill defense, Ray, the sky is the limit. I think they'll have some cap space. Maybe they sign a veteran. Maybe they ship a Rubio and a Payne or Rubio and Muhammad and get another player. I, I'm excited to see what the Timberwolves do um, this summer because Chris Dunn is a heck of a start to their summer, and um, you, you can't help but like what they did, you know? Yeah, I, I like it also because he's a guy that they can give him the ball. Because there was mixed reviews, even within the organization, about Ricky Rubio. And some people liked him, some people didn't. So this way you get a new coach, a new point guard, everything is fresh. Yeah. And you take Zach Levine he off the He plays no D. I can't yeah, he's one of those play. Matador <laughs> D type, you know, Allen Iverson type defense. But you take Zach Levine off the point. I think Zach Levine is, is so athletic. You want him to be in, in space. You want him to be, be roaming the courts without the ball. So I like this for Minnesota. Good for them. I'm, they're happy that, that Dunn fell to them because there were rumors that, you know, you had or people had Dunn going number three to the Celtics. Yeah, yeah. A couple other teams I want to ask you about. One, um, I was happy. Well, I like what the Clippers did. You know, I, I'm a little biased because my Tar Heels and my Terps, you know, the second round they get Diamond Stone, you know, whether it's via trade or whatever. Um, and then they get a kid from France, a point guard. But in the first round, getting Bryce Johnson, look, there were rumors that they liked him all along, and, and they jumped on him, and they got him. He lasted that long. You know, Doc probably, you know, they want players that can help them instantly. But I like getting Bryce Johnson and uh, Diamond Stone because I think Stone can develop, but I think Bryce Johnson immediately can come in and be active and, and, and score off that bench and be a nice rotation player for the Clippers. How do you think Doc Rivers did with his, his moves? You know, being Doc Rivers is hard because oh, there's really <laughs> no nowhere to go other than to a finals, you know. Everything else, when you have Chris Paul, DeAndre Jordan, and uh, Blake Griffin, you know, everything else is just, a, a disappointing season and frankly he's had a bunch of them now he did run into some injuries and then the suspension and all that stuff so you know who is the guy that takes him over the edge well I don't think we even know what they're missing right we look at that team and we say roster they just need a year of health <laughs> I guess need some good luck the GM <laughs> you know puts together good teams so this year they just needed health. Obviously, Chris Paul going down wasn't, you know, they had no chance. Um, so, you know what? A, a couple of young players, look, I don't know if, if any of these guys are going to contribute majorly. Um, this is a pretty old, you know, established roster. Um, but I tell you what, they can do better than Austin Rivers as their, you know, backup guard. They can, Paul Pierce already, I think his, his you know, even his clutch Paul Pierce days are over. So he need they they could use a, a you know some spark off the bench, um, interior, uh, but everybody needs this right interior offense in the post. Um, you know DeAndre Jordan doesn't provide that. Blake's getting farther and farther from the basket except when he's in transition. So they have uh, any little like things here and there. Yeah. I like Bryce though. I like Bryce. You know why? Because Bryce Johnson can give them productivity. He can play small forward. He can play power forward. He can play with Blake. He can play with uh, uh, DeAndre because he doesn't need the ball in his hands. You don't necessarily need to run plays for him. 
he can definitely contribute everywhere in the front court. He's also so, played under pressure in big games and a big-time conference with a winning program, and he's gotten better every year. And, uh, you know, we underestimate that. You know what I mean? I think there's a lot of value to that. Obviously, you know, first round we had nah, eight man, international only, players. And, there's only value if you're 18 from France and averaging three <laughs> points and four assists. Uh, Ray, we joked about team. it. We <laughs> joked about it off air last night, and it's – it's funny because the American – remember, we, we, I beefed about this with uh, Seth Davis two years ago when we had him on our show after the draft. And I'm like, you know, it gets old uh, that all these American-born guys – look, nobody took Anthony Barber, you know, Cat Barber, who got busy at NC State and, you know, was a player. Was what? The, was he the ACC player of the year? Or at least the score, leading scorer of the ACC? You know what I mean? And so you just kind of sometimes you get baffled and, like, these guys can't get a chance. And speaking of the undrafted, let's give a couple of guys some love. People were going crazy with us on Twitter with it. Our boy Khalil, they call him Kay Felder from Oakland, who led the league, led, led the college nation in scoring, uh, yeah. in scoring and assists. Winds up going to the Cavaliers. They bought uh, bought out that fifty whatever six pick, so that was huge. I like that as a backup point to Kyrie, and he's he'll give people trouble. He's like Tyler Eulis, but he's he's a baller. He's embar- he embarrasses cats. And then for the Knicks, and we'll talk about them next. R- Ron Baker, the shot maker from Wichita State. You gotta love that Ray. Um, you know, and he's got a partially guaranteed one year deal. And then the Rockets signed Gary Payton the second already to like a three-year deal. I mean that's huge. So I'm sure there's more guys. Those are the three that I noticed and that stood out for me. I mean, any of those three you you, you feel really good about? I mean, look, anytime you can lead the nation in points and assists, you're an offensively gifted talent. And the great thing about joining that Cleveland team, even though expectations are super high. You know, you've got a top five point guard and a top five all-time player on your team. It's not a lot of pressure. So, you know, you don't have to score first, second, or third year. You know, you just go in there, run the point, hit a couple of shots here and there. You know, Mo Williams, is, is his best days are behind him. Della Vadova's offensive game is questionable and his size. So, I mean, that's there for the taking. Ron Baker, the shot maker – He's, he's a gritty defender, and I think that's where he doesn't get enough credit. Credit. Van Vliet and right. Baker he, were a problem. They would press you. Yeah. He's long. He's kind of a he's kind of a lanky six five. You know what I mean? He he just seems longer than that. I don't know if it's a wingspan thing or if it's a hustle thing, or it's just he's just a maniac running around the court. But Ron Baker is a definite. I mean, I'd like to see him get some minutes on the Knicks. I think he'd be a spark. Uh, I don't know that he can make shots on a regular basis in the pros. Um, you know, he, he's kind of like without without the head head issues. He's kind of like the the poor man's J.R. Smith. Like he's got size. He can shoot it though. He can shoot. Uh, he's probably you know streaky like J.R. But he defends on a regular. J.R. when he wants to defend can play defense. Um, so you know, I, I like Ron Baker as a second round pick. I like him. That's a good pickup. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, just a nice little undrafted free agent. So, um, you know, as we gave OKC props, it's time 
to talk about some of these trades pre-draft, and I think Larry Bird, Ray, really, you know, Larry Legend is, is, is starting to make some moves. Not only did he get the trade for Jeff Jeff Teague by giving up the 12th pick and the three-team deal, but then he gives up – I mean, then he does the 20th pick with Brooklyn to get Thaddeus Young. And I, I got to tell you – I think, well, you know he's a lefty, so that first it means he's on my radar screen, and that's one of my. Well, one when one you have stats. Teague, Monte Ellis, Paul George, Thaddeus Young, and Miles Turner as your starting five, that's a beginning of something nice. They're a playoff team. They might have to re-sign Yan Miami, uh, Miami. But I love the draft pick number fifty. They got the local kid from Iowa State who's just a ball player, right? George Miang. 6-8, do everything, 230, plays a little three, a little four. He's going to be a nice rotation player. I love George. Um, he can score. And let's see what they do in free agency. But I, I like them moving George Hill along. And, you know, I like their team. How do you think uh, Larry Bird improved uh, the, the Pacers? Well, I think he did great. Short of getting a star, which is hard to do, he got a lot of nice pieces. Um, Jeff Ice-T is a nice, very nice point guard. Underrated, yeah. solid, uh, you know, makes plays. Improving each year. Into improving each year, absolutely. Um, I don't love the front court, uh, and they wanted to play small because I don't think you want to play George too many minutes at the four. You just get banged up. You just get hurt. He's not LeBron. He's not physically able to take the beating like that. So – I want to see them get more help in the front court. Um, Niang's good. You know, he'll, he'll do some things off the bench potentially, maybe even develop into a starter one of these days. Uh, yeah. But short of, got Solomon Hill and some guys. short of landing a star, I think that they, they did fine. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm liking that combo of Jeff Teague. Think about the Jeff Teague and Paul George pick and roll, kind of like LeBron and, um, mm, Kyrie, and Kyrie yeah. put it on – the Warriors in the finals. So I like that. Uh, so all in all, good job, Larry Bird. Uh, now you need to go get yourself a star. Now you need to get yourself a uh, a real running mate for Paul George. Now this might be kind of a, a sleeper, uh, sleeper moves that people don't consider. And we can talk about the Nuggets and Pistons in a, in a minute. But Memphis, Memphis, we'll see how Wade – Baldwin, you know, turns out from Vanderbilt. And we talked about this, that they had a lot of talent and that Vanderbilt team seemed like a bunch of knuckleheads, Baldwin and Jones, and they just couldn't get it together. But Wade, Wade Baldwin could be a player, but also Devon, uh, Devontae Davis, who slipped from Michigan State, was projected to be a first-rounder. And I got to say, you know, and you know we like our Devontes, right, with every type of spelling <laughs> in the book. This one is D-E-Y-O-N-T-A. So that we have to add that to the book because that's a different spelling. But, look, all jokes aside, 6'10", 240, a freshman developing. But he's got that Izzo. Look, it's only one year with Izzo, but you saw that he brought his lunch pail. The kid has got talent. He rebounds. He does everything. Um, do you think Memphis could have wound up with uh, two nice nice uh, little, little, little steals here? Yeah, sure. Whenever you get a guy 6'10 and comes out of Izzo's system, think about who he's put in the NBA that's been kind of unsung. 
Draymond Green, 35th pick in the draft. Zebo, Zach Randolph Zebo. came out as yeah. a sophomore. So coming through Izzo's system is definitely good. It gets you it gets you some heart. It gets you some toughness. So absolutely. And then in terms of Baldwin staying home in Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee. He is a beast on defense. He can create things he's got to work on his decision making but look he can shoot he can play d and if they're going to lose mike conley he's not a bad guy to pencil in there young went through a nice program gene stallings you know program kind of works on the fundamentals so i like that pick also yeah before we get to our next ray what what's wrong with with the sacramento kings lottie divac i thought you know shaq's supposed to be a minority owner you think shaq would know better I mean, right now, Rondo's a free agent. The guys they drafted, uh, it looks like I, I can't even uh, put my finger on it because on the roster they've got like five or six centers. Uh, I don't know why they traded with that and got you know the eighth and I guess the 27th or 28th pick, got rid of the eighth pick you know, with Phoenix and, and took 13 to get the, um, the Papa, Papagia pick, who's 7-2 from Greece. But when you've got Carly Stein and Cousins and, I mean, Gay and McLemore, they this team needs shooting. Um, you know, then they get Scala BCA at 28. And then even their second-round picks, they're, they're drafting size. I mean, Ray, help me. What, what, what's going on? I mean, I know later on they finally got a 6'4 kid. Um, they get Isaiah Cousins, who we like. And maybe Isaiah Cousins is, you know, a backup combo guard for them. But what's happening in Sacramento? Boogie Cousins tweeted, what did he say? Lord, have mercy on me. Uh, You got to let – now, Boogie Cousins, people can rip him for that. But, you know, Boogie – look, Boogie's not perfect, but he's got to be frustrated too, right, because you still need an organization to lead you. He's been around, what, four or five coaches in a couple years and, and, and foolishness with ownership? Talk to me. The only thing I can think of is the NBA. This might be like a backdoor chess game for the Sacramento Kings, Vladi Divac, and uh, your boy from uh, Dave uh, Jager from Jaeger from uh, from Minnesota. uh, I mean um, Memphis. They must be thinking that they know something we don't know, and that. When these guys go to camp and when these guys start playing, there's going to be so much demand for them. So, for example, the scow pick, right? I hated him at 11, but, but at, at 28, 28 yeah. you know, this kid Still. was the second-rated player coming out of high school. So yep. my man scow might have something for us, and maybe they just figured, you know what, at 28, Stock we're talent. not going to get yeah. – an impactful dude, so let's get Scal. And, and size. if you worse comes to worse, we can trade him. We could trade Coley Stein. We're obviously not going to trade Cousins, but we're going to trade one of those two. Um, you know, I, they're all Kentucky kids, too. That's the funny thing. The, <laughs> Maybe John Calipari's going to take over. Maybe that's the long-term plan. Well, they're going to fire Jaeger another coach. coach. Listen. Jaeger coaches for two years, and then Cal comes in. 
and is like, look, I can win a national championship. I mean, an NBA championship <laughs> with these guys. Uh, <laughs> what do you think about the Bucks, Don Maker? You know, I mean, look, ten is kind of high. He he never showed up at Nike Summit. He didn't show up at this place. It seems like his agents had a smart strategy where everything is sort of against major comp he didn't play. He looks, on the tapes I've seen, just the YouTube, he looks crazy athletic. Um, He's only 19. They tried to, oh, he's older, you know, whatever, the kids, whatever. But he's 7'1", 215, but skinny frame, like really skinny. I don't know if he can get much meat. But, you know, maybe they're just taking a flyer because he could be something. And then um, what do they get later on in the second round? The Bucks wind up, you know, pulling off a, a nice move and getting Malcolm Brogdon, who we both like, a, two, a two-way player from UVA. What do you think of, about the Bucks, who are probably trying I to shop Greg Monroe? Second round. I love yeah, Brogdon. Yeah, that's second solid. Round. I think that's, a, that's just pencil him in for, you know, 20, 20 minutes a game. He can play both yeah. sides. He can defend. He's just solid. I love him. So great pickup. Mm-hmm. I think he plays for sure. Now, thong, 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 thong. Um, look, most people had him 20 to 30. We had him, yeah. I had him, I think, 27. I think you had him 28. Yeah. We, we were late in the first round on him. So kudos to his agents for positioning him and playing the game and getting him drafted. Yeah. Now, if you're Milwaukee, you've got to look at the picks right afterwards, right? It was DeMontis Sabonis, uh, Torian Prince. That could have been nice, yeah. Yeah, you're going Papa Giannis from, uh, from Greece. Then Denzel. Or even Henry Ellison dropped down. Aaron I think he Gomez. might be pretty good. Yeah, yeah so I, you know what? I don't mind a team like Milwaukee taking a flyer because they did get Greg Monroe, so I give them credit. But it's hard for them to land a superstar free agent. So you almost have to take a, a high-risk, high-reward gamble in the A draft. home run swing. Yeah, That's and fair. you know what? And you know what? They have a couple kids. Look, Yanni Santitikompo and this kid, thong, 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 thong. if they're in the front court together, that's long and lean. And if Jabari Parker Ooh. can score, like we saw him and, as a uh, freshman. And Henson, and, and yeah. And then they got role players, right? And then they got Henson and Chris Middleton and Michael Carter-Williams. And, and obviously, Jason Kidd is a triple-double type of coach. You know, uh, I, I think they got I, some I'm trades okay in their future, it. Ray. I don't know, even I don't even know if they're happy with Parker. I mean, they got to keep him because he's their only pure scorer. But I, I feel like they trading Monroe might be it. You know, maybe that's their answer. But they got to figure out something because he didn't work out there. And you know, you think that experiment's what, over? It's just one year. You think I, he's... that's I, listen? That's just what has you know different reports. You know, vertical, right, real GM, just people been the, saying. I, you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe he didn't work out there inside the locker room mentally. You know, you know he's sort of a weird. Greg, let's be honest, Greg Monroe. It's always been the talent, but then he, it's like he plays three games and he takes a night off. He plays five games and he takes two nights off. So that just might be who he is. And I don't know if Jason Kidd is going to roll with that because Jason Kidd never took a night off. He always played. That's the one thing you could say about Jason Kidd. But enough of that. Enough of these guys. I love Dunn. We love Buddy Hill with the Pelicans. I think he'll help Anthony Davis scoring. The Nuggets, you know, Jamal Murray. They get Malik Beasley. They get a bunch, you know, they get a bunch of different 
uh, scorers and, and, and players. So, you know, we'll see what the Nuggets do. It, it's hard when you have so many picks. You know, you got to give the Spurs credit for getting uh, DeJounte Murray, who at 6'5", real skinny, but is sort of the maybe the heir apparent to Tony Parker from Washington. Um, I kind of, I actually kind of like that pick all the way down at, at 29. You need that, and Ginobili opted out. You don't know if he'll be back. But, Ray, let's talk about the press conference today. And Phil Jackson sends Robin Lopez, Jose Calderon, and Jarian Grant. They trade away another first-round pick, but, you know, he wasn't so hot last year, so I can't be too upset. For Justin Holiday. Next year, Bulls' second-round pick. So I think the Knicks will have a first-rounder and then two second-rounders next year, which I like, and or at least one second-rounder because they might not have their own second-rounder next year. I have to check on that. So at least two picks next year, we know that. And they get back the main piece, Derek Rose, on the last year of his deal. Free agency comes. Well, let's talk. forget about signing Noah or anybody else. Let's just talk about Rose and what we have today. What do you think about Derrick Rose working out six days a week, training in L.A., doing yoga and running and lifting and basketball? Do you think we can see the best version of the healthiest Derrick Rose since the injuries? I'm no doctor, but I play one on Internet sports radio. (laughs) And I tell you, Dr. Ferdy Pacheco, that in Hello? his best days, can you oh, hear me? If his, hear best you, days, if his best days were he was at 100, I think he was playing at like 50, 60% last year. Maybe. And 17 points a game? Yeah, maybe you get him to 70%. So maybe he's 70% of what he was in his MVP year, which you know what? Still an upgrade for the Knicks. So I don't have a problem oh. with that. Uh, shake it up. You know what? Shake it up. This team didn't do anything last year. Uh, the only bright star was, was Porzingis and, you know, a bunch of role players. So why not? You know, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. The more I thought about it, the more I said, what's the downside? Jerry and Grant's not going to be a star in the league. Um, so just, just do something. That's okay. Just bring some excitement. Bring some energy back. Get Carmelo energized, uh, you know, and it's yeah, a storyline. It still is D Rose, and at the end of the day, you know, we could get lucky. This guy is playing for a contract. You know, you hate to, you know, be that raw and real with it, but it is just that true. True. And, no, that's it. You know, and it could be something that it propels the Knicks. You know, I think depending on who we sign at center, and we still have got Galloway and O'Quinn and Lance Thomas and, you know, the whole, you know, bunch of guys, you know, we still, you know, could have, a, you know, a playoff team, you know, for for the Knicks. And that's – look, we know Madison Square Garden. We know the owner, you know, they want to be in the playoffs, and they want to be in the playoffs every year. And I think – the reality is this, and you know how your boy is, and nobody agrees with me. I know you think I'm crazy, Edgar, Hank, Preston, everybody thinks I'm crazy. But I will say this. We will have 
about 70 million, 70, I'm sorry, about 76 million under the cap next year. We're, depending on who we sign this year, and I'm sure you'll see Phil do the one plus one team option deals with most of the guys we sign. So 17-18 season, the free agency coming up this summer, we will have under the cap Mello, O'Quinn, and Porzingis, and about $75 million. And LeBron has been quoted and said that he wants Where to play with his friends. Where are we going with this? Where are we and going with this? He wants to play with his super friends. And I have started hashtag NYK super friends because I think what's going to eventually come oh, no. down oh, is you're going no. to see LeBron either, re- LeBron either repeat or get to the finals again. And he feels, you know, Cleveland, I did it for you. I can leave now. And him, Dwayne Wade, will be a free agent. Chris Paul, because he'll do a one-and-one one this year probably. Chris Paul is coming up on free agency. And they all spoke at Chris Paul's wedding a couple of years ago and the Olympics, which we'll get to soon, this year's Olympic team. But Melo, LeBron, Wade, and Chris Paul want to play together. And the only place where it can really happen, because Melo's the one under a long-term deal, is in New York, concrete jungle where dreams are made Oh, you can listen, sing all you right, the Alicia Keys. I'm telling you right you now, want. hashtag NYK Super Friends. You are going to have, and I think Ron Baker will be on the team. We'll have Chris Paul, Wade, Melo, LeBron, Porzingis, Kylo Quinn, those two draft picks, right? And then we'll sign like four other veterans. You guys will come in that will want to, you know, get down with this team. We'll get some rough riders. We'll get some, you know, guys who are still chasing rings. And you will see the New York Knicks be in the Negative. NBA Finals in the East in the 2017-18 season. And we will probably get us a parade. It's going to happen. You heard it here first from Tay. The Knicks will win it, and it's going down. I am hyped up and excited. Negative. There you so go. So let me tell you two <laughs> things about that. Number okay. one, I think these guys realize that it's too hard to pull off. That that Miami deal was kind of once in a lifetime uh, to get all three guys to take last to do their thing. Uh, that's number one. Number two, if all of these guys get together, three of them are on the wrong side. You could argue LeBron too now. LeBron can't go through too many seasons and too many finals like he did. Wait, wait. LeBron, it's just the LeBron, year after next. It's not three years from now. I know, but Carmelo's past his prime. Dwayne Wade can't play more than 60 games. Chris Paul now is starting to get beat up in his, what is it, 13th, 12th, 13th season. So I hear you, but I don't even think if the three of them, four of them are healthy that they could even win because of the just the wear and tear that all these seasons have taken on their bodies. So Porzingis would be the only youthful talent on that team. I, a, it's not happening, and B, I don't oh, know. Quinn, Baker, we don't know what other draft picks they're going to get. The, the yeah, guards. These are role players. I, uh, I mean, I hear you, and that, that would be very exciting. And, gosh, we would have so much to talk about. As Nick fans and as NBA fans, oh, it would go it's crazy. Not it's not hey, listen, not I got a dream, but the reality is maybe we sign Noah. Maybe Rose turns out good. Maybe we get Durant. This, this is the question. 
this is what's going to be fascinating because right now Durant keeps saying it's a basketball decision and he doesn't want to do the one plus one. He wants to just sign somewhere and be done with this. He doesn't want to do this twice. So if that's true, does that lead you to believe that he's staying in OKC, going to Golden yeah. State, going to Washington, or, or what? Well, what? What is that? Basketball and I don't want to do one plus one. So I don't believe that because it's definitely the right decision to do one plus one because the most important factor in Kevin Durant's decision is Russell Westbrook. So unless you – And maybe Russell's already told him that he's leaving next year. Well, there you go. So unless you, unless yeah. you had that sit-down with Russell and Russell told you his plans, I would yeah. say – and people change their minds. So I would say become a free agent when Russell's a free agent. So, therefore, you can make your decision with him, independent of him. You know what I mean? You can figure it out because Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson, Russell Westbrook <laughs> is the reason that you guys are unstoppable. And you had every reason to think you should have beaten Golden State, and you probably have every reason uh, to think I would never leave OKC. Have, but what if he goes you to Golden State? beaten the Cavs. <laughs> so, I think he stays at least one year and maybe for the duration. But I'm just going to say this. I, no, no, I totally agree, and I think he should stay too, Ray. For some strange reason, I think he's going to the one of the W's, the Warriors or the Wizards. I don't know why, but I just – and to me, I would be sick, sick to see him on the Warriors. Where You know, free agency's coming. You know, we'll be talking about it. You know, obviously – it's what next Friday is July 1st. Um, so, you know, it's going to start June 30th at 12, 1159. It's going to kick off. So that episode, we'll be talking about it. Does Howard get a max deal? Is there somebody out there? Now, look, the Blazers and Mavs are talking about Whiteside. We know the talk for Noah. You know, the Wizards need a big guy because Nene's a free agent. I mean, could you see somebody really paying Dwight Howard the max? Close to it. I do. I think, I think there's 30 NBA teams. People love the big man. His story is still resonates. Um, look, Enos Cantor makes $17 million. What's his max? What's the max number for him? 26, something like that, 28? Uh, I may not get that, no. but... Maybe he gets no, a couple I think of bucks 24. less. Yeah. Twenty-four. Maybe he gets a couple of. Maybe maybe you sh- if Enos Cantor gets seventeen and his max is twenty-four, so maybe you split the difference and you give him twenty-one, twenty and a half, twenty-one, twenty-two. But he'll get close to it. He'll get north of twenty million. There's just one, all you need is one team to love. You know the defense, the rebounding. I can't the shot even blocking. fathom. It's hard to imagine you know that there's somebody out there. Way. There is. You know why? Think about when you're drafting, and, and this is this will, this will be warm, this will warm your heart. Think about when you're drafting in fantasy football, and think about uh, how all the running backs go so early, and think uh, about how there's, when there's a run, when there's a run on a position, it's just now. Granted, the NBA's changed, so so that's the only thing offsetting this. But he's a position of scarcity. There aren't true centers, but centers are like running backs, though. Yeah, yeah but. There aren't people out there who defend block shots and rebound even now like Dwight Howard does. So if Dwight Howard can be your defensive 
get in his head. Now, is he worth the max? Not for me. Still pay him. Because think about this. Also, look at how Bogut went down. And oh, that he was might huge. be the reason. That might be the reason Golden State lost. You know, Draymond Green didn't play Game Five. That's true. Bogut going down definitely helped these Do guys get to the basket. They probably Nowitzki. Let's say if Durant doesn't go to Warriors, they probably won't get Nowitzki. I can't see him leaving Dallas. Could and I could see Dallas going after Whiteside or Howard. Could the Warriors possibly? Let's say they're like forget Spades and forget uh, Festus. Maybe they re-sign Barnes, but could they try to get Dwight Howard? Do you see the Warriors doing that? Oof. You know, I never thought about it. Um, yeah. Why not? I mean, Bogut. Better than Bogut? Bogut's probably got right. only a year left on contract, yeah. He's better than Bogut? That, even, even that would be... Uh, uh, you know, Bogut, Bogut. Yeah, you're in a bad spot right now. We're we're kind of losing you a little bit. But it's so, you know possible. What? Bottom line. Yeah, no, no, it is possible. Let's talk about. We've been talking about basketball, but the USA Olympics basketball. They have got an hour down their roster, but right now, you know, their invites and their guys. You've got uh, Lowry. Butler, um, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, Paul George, Carmelo Anthony, Draymond Green, DeMarcus Cousins, DeAndre Jordan, DeMar DeRozan. Uh, Kyrie Irving, and I think Kawhi just pulled out. So, when you look at this potential team, right, so you're talking one, two, three, four, five, oh, and Drummond, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Is this, I guess, you know, I don't know if the other, it seems like the other countries have dropped off as well, right? The the, the Brazilians and the Spaniards have gotten a little older, Argentina doesn't have the players they used to. The question is, can Canada put together something? Because they've got Tristan Thompson and Jamal Murray now and Wiggins and Lyles and, you know, all these different uh, guys, Bennett and whatever. Uh, you know, maybe Nash plays, who knows. But what do you, what do you think about our team? You know, obviously we, we started in August, uh, and I think what they're – First game is you know August whatever. By the way, summer league starts July second. Oh yeah, we know how today is into summer I'll league. Get, I'll be I'll, next week. I'll find out and get you some of these rosters for summer league because they you know they get they get get going uh, pretty soon. But Orlando summer league starts from the second to the eighth. The Knicks will be in it. The Knicks first game is I think July second. I cannot wait. Do you like our team? Do you like uh, basically Lowry and Irving or Irving and Lowry as the guards? You got Clay and DeRozan at the two. Small forward is George and Durant, and I don't know why. And Butler, um, you know, is I guess with Clay and and um, and then you got Draymond Green, basically, and probably Durant at the four. And then you have Jordan and Boogie Cousins, and maybe Drummond too. Oh, and Melo. So Melo's at three. He played three four. What do, you, what do you think about this? I mean, if you put Draymond and Melo at the four, who would be your starting five for this team? 
Who would be your starting? Well, line? I think question. you'd have to rotate because I think uh, I think you know there's so many for egos, different, yeah, egos, and uh, but I think you'd have to start Kyrie Clay in the backcourt. Uh, Kyrie and Clay in the backcourt, Boogie at the center. I think you have to give him the respect and start Kevin Durant at the four, and and then uh, Melo at the three. Either Melo, I would start. You would start Paul George. I think Melo would still get it over Paul George. Maybe as like a respect factor to this team. Yeah. Been on the Olympics for eight years, whatever. Um, this team could be beaten. Because he's going to be more talented, because look, uh, your, your phone is, reception is really bad. You're breaking oh, up. Oh man, Thompson, Thompson yeah. and Green are exhausted. Okay. Carmelo is. That's a good uh, point. You know, his better days are behind him. Durant's probably exhausted too. So, and who's the glue on this team? Who's the Jason Kidd of this Dr- team? Dr- Draymond is kind of the glue. And I like Lowry, a little scrappy. I mean, you definitely have versatility. You have some defense, especially with George and Green um, and Jordan. But you do have shooters with Clay and, and, and Kevin Durant. And maybe maybe Clay says to Durant, come on, man, you know, come sign with us. Or, you know, by that time, I guess he would already have signed. Um, this could be fascinating, you know. And, yeah, I'd like to see if somebody could push us, you know, it's it's going to be a very fascinating summer. Let me ask you this. For the Laker fans out there, you know, we had some, you know, Tom had called and, you know, we had other, you know, Laker fans calling about the draft with Ingram. You know, they drafted another European kid, that's, you know, a big guy, but it looks like he would probably be overseas in the second round. But do – in free agency, do they try to hold out? Do they – you know, I, I wonder if on secret – they can know that, hey, Westbrook wants to come home and we can get him next year. And do they hold off from overpaying for DeRozan and Whiteside or DeRozan and, you know, Al Horford? I mean, what would you do? Luke Walton and, you know, you got Ingram, you have D'Angelo Russell, you know, who threw the cell phone in the walker border, the footlocker commercial, which I love. And, and, and you know, you got Ingram, Randall, maybe they keep Clarkson. Do the Lakers, do they go for, you know, because Hibbert's a free agent, do they go for one of these centers, a Whiteside, a Hawford, a, a Noah, and do they go for think, DeRozan? You know what? I would say no, 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 no. They need they need something, but it's not this year. It's next year. Okay. Next so year you've got a you wonderful for, draft. Yeah. Yeah. Wait for LeBron you, and Chris Paul and all these guys. Yeah, you don't love to – you don't want to say it outright to your fans, but <laughs> if Julius Randle can give you something and Brandon Ingram can give you something and right. you keep Clarkson – They just become more attractive for free agents to come next Well, year. not only do you become more play. attractive, but you become interesting to the fan base, right? The Clippers are still going to be much better. But, but you know what? The Lakers are about championships, right? The Lakers are not about being the fifth, sixth, seventh seed in the West. So the right, Lakers no, the Lakers really want to win it all. Themselves. They don't want to play games. Yeah, I mean, if, yeah. if you gave this team Al Horford and DeMar DeRozan, they go from not making the playoffs to the sixth or sixth or seventh seed. And that's maybe, it. maybe that's not that. though. Maybe they, maybe they go to the eighth or ninth seed. To be honest, maybe so even better, right? So this yeah, is a I mean, team that needs. They've always managed. Pelicans and the Wolves are, are so much better. 
they've always managed to pull the big free agent, you know, from Kareem to uh, they made the trade for Kobe. They got Shaq. They got Dwight Howard, even though Howard was, you know, was a bit of a bust. He was still a huge free agent. They make big moves in free agency. And, and as much as I love these guys as role players, not role players, they're good players, all-stars, they're not franchise players. DeMar DeRozan's not a franchise player. Al Horford doesn't change your fortunes, especially if he's your first or your second best player. No, I think you're right. So, listen, let's close out strong with some MLB. The NBA draft was uh, not so great. I did like some of the minor trades. You know, I, I like to see uh, how Brooklyn does with some of the guys. I, I'm happy they got Isaiah Whitehead. They wound up trading my boy. And, you know, we were happy the Tar Heels, uh, you know, Bryce Johnson and uh, um, Marcus Page, he gets sent from Brooklyn to, what, Utah, right? And then um, Chris Levert comes, winds up going to Brooklyn from the Pacers. So Brooklyn has Levert and Whitehead. So that will be fun, right? Seton Hall and Brooklyn's own uh, – I don't know. Did he go to Rice? What school did he go to in Brooklyn? He he went somewhere in Brooklyn. Um, I say a Whitehead, so that's good. Oh, no, Rice is in Harlem, you know. so he didn't go to Rice. No, I think. Oh he no, went, not I Rice. But but another one of them schools. Oh gosh, I forgot what school he went to, but I think he went somewhere in Brooklyn. But either way, he's a Brooklyn kid, so he'll be playing at home with Chris Levert. I'm Chris Karis Levert, sorry. But he's, you know, it'll be fun. It'll be good. But right now. We've got some interesting things happen in MLB, Ray. I mean, you got the Cubs, who are still killing it, right? It's not a big deal, but they've got a, what, four-game losing streak. The Nats have got a six-game losing streak. Then you've got the Indians with a six-game winning streak. So it seems like the, 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 the curse has been lifted in Cleveland, and now the Indians are like, yo, we, we want some of this parade, like Le- LeBron. And, oh, can we tell Obama? Oh, I love Obama talking to Lou. Can uh, your boy J.R. Smith put a shirt on? That's classic, Ray. <laughs> Time for LeBron, for Shepard and Jr. to put on some shirts, especially Jr. I guess he's How a free funny. agent. I wonder where he's going to go. But what is this? Just you know, baseball. This happens, right? The Cubs and Nats. They're superior teams. They've had some injuries. Not nothing like the Mets, though. And the Mets, they got to be concerned because. When you have to push for the wild card and then you're losing Cologne and Syndergaard and Wright, do you think the Mets can wait this out or are they going to have to make a minor move? And should they sign Jose Reyes and maybe put him at third? What are your thoughts about what the Mets need to do to maintain? I did a quick search. Isaiah Whitehead went to Abraham Lincoln. Oh, Lincoln. There you go. Sean Marbury and uh, his cousin. Lincoln's finest, yes. But he'll be playing at home. That's awesome. That, that's a great story. The that team's going to win like 15 the games. Mets yeah, the Mets are, are in trouble. trouble because I think their psyche is a little, uh, a little shaken. You know, everybody was like, oh, they're going to win 95 games and win the whole thing. And remember, I was telling you, man, those, the Nats are a tough, tough team. And I picked the Mets, I think, to win. But I thought the Nats will be a game or two behind them. So, you know, the Mets aren't, weren't running away with this division. The Nats won 96 And the Marlins are right on the, Mets, right on the Mets' neck. I mean, they got 39 yeah. wins. You know, they're, they're at a, right there. They're, at a, they're tied with them, 38, 33, 39, 34. So they're right there, the Marlins. So you're 100% yeah, right. Cardinals. And we always knew that the Mets' offense was going to be lagging behind. And then their, their leader, David Wright, is out. And he's out indefinitely. 
And, you know, they were hoping Michael Conforto was going to – Ioannis Cespedes came out of the gates booming. And, you know, Neil Walker, same thing. But, you know, Neil Walker's not a number four hitter. Neil Walker is not a guy that's going to give you, you know, 30 and 120. That was – he was projected to be even better than that after the first month of the season. He's a a nice second base addition. And, you know – they didn't want to pay Daniel Murphy, and I get it. And and so that's fine. I'm okay with that, even with Daniel Murphy starting out so well with the Nats, you know, hitting close to 400. Uh, but the Mets, I don't know. The Mets' psyche might be shaking a little bit. You know, they, they were, they're were they a young team. Everybody talked about them. And now, you know, I'm sure they won't be sellers at the trade deadline. But it's not as easy as everybody thought. You know, if you look right now, the Nats are up. It would be the Nats, the Cubs, and the Giants, right, as one, two, three. And then the team's better than the Mets right now. So are the Dodgers would be the next best team. And then the St. Louis Cardinals, who you can never sleep on. Never the count out. Cardinals, and the Pirates the might start to heat up. are all there. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's going to be a dog race for that wild card in the NL. You know what I mean? And you know what's so funny? Before we could say boo – Look at what the team that we all thought they are, who we thought they were. The Houston Astros have been on a streak, Ray. They're now one game above 500 at 37 and 36. Only, what, a, a half a game or a game and a half out of the wild card, 10 games back behind the Rangers. The Rangers are running away with it. But let's give some love and some props. Ladies and gentlemen, the Houston Astros have woke up and they realize they, it's summer. Maybe they just waited for summer, summer to start. And now they're playing some baseball. Yeah, you looked at that roster, and you looked at the talent, and you looked at what they oh, did last year and went to the Yankees yeah. and beat them in that one-game series, played well the next series. And you said to yourself, really? This team is, <laughs> is – they at one point, they were the, behind the Braves. I think they were the second-worst team in baseball by record. And you said, wait a minute. Yeah. This isn't the Astros of five years ago. This team is good. So, definitely, they're playing – where they need to be playing. And you're right. Kudos to the Texas Rangers for pulling away, even without you, Darvish, for the first month, month and a half. And now with him, they're just rolling. So good for them. But, yeah, Houston Astros, great story. And that's baseball right there, folks. 162 oh, yeah. games. Don't get too crazy on 20 games, 30 games, 40 games. I mean, it's, it's a long way you gotta to go. you got to be patient. It is the truest marathon which is why when somebody, you know, wins it, they really have earned it. You know what I mean? And it's also a good reason to have the wild card because teams, you know, play so much. You know, back in the day, it used to be like, hey, you just had the division winner and that was it, you know. But now with the, you know, six teams making the playoffs, um, I mean five teams making the playoffs, three division winners and two wild cards and have the plan, it's much better for the fan bases and, and for everybody. So, Look, it's going to be a very hot weekend across America. I've been, you know, melting out here in Arizona. It's, like, ridiculous. Um, everybody have a safe weekend. Enjoy all the basketball rumors. See what your team did with the, you know, picks and trades. Free agencies coming. You know, we've got some more tennis and golf coming around the corner, you know, the next uh, round the way. And Wait, the Olympics. Well, then, yeah. So, yeah, Wimbledon. Yeah. So Ray and Tay will have you covered, and we will be back Monday. So it was fun. Have a great you know, Not the greatest weekend. draft, but Ben Simmons, number one.
Good show. Have a great weekend. Enjoy it. We're out.